Welcome back, everyone, to Wacky Teacherpreneurs Tell All. This is a coffee chat episode. Um, I am in the deep, deep woods. It's kind of creepy. And I have a friend, this little <laughs> dude. Um, watch us on YouTube to see what I'm pointing at. Um, or maybe it's a, a dudette. I don't know. Um, so this episode is is a little different than our normal coffee chats. We are going to practice our coaching skills. So Jess is going to be my coach. I'm going to ask her some business questions. And then I don't know if Jess has questions for me and I can practice my coaching skills on Jess. I feel like a lot of coaching is just listening, really. I mean, a good coach is a good listener. That's just my opinion. I don't know if anyone listening is thinking about starting a coaching business. I am actually. That's a, one of the things I want to be coached on. Welcome to the Wacky Teacherpreneurs Podcast. Your hosts, Jess and Amanda, have been friends and teacherpreneurs for years. Along with their successes, they've had lots of failures, foibles, and fumbles. And now, they're here to share it all with you. Stay tuned for some funny times and awesome business insights. Let's go behind the scenes of their teacher businesses now. Raw. Unfiltered. Real. Let's get started. Jess, what's your background? Uh, I think it's Santorini, Greece, and I'm going there this summer. So I put it there. I'm going to Greece this summer. And yeah, I'm leading a trip of of 20 teachers to Greece. And we're going to go spend a couple days in Santorini. It's that beautiful place with all the, you know, the blue domes and the white, the white buildings right on the, right on the sea. Yes. (laughs) I actually went to a city like that uh, called Catechus, Spain. Did you say Greece? Yeah, Santorini, Greece. The This Catechus place on the Mediterranean looks very similar to the picture that you have in the background. Beautiful. That's so exciting. I'm so excited to hear about that trip. Okay. Uh, do you want to coach me first or do you want me to coach you first? Well, you seem to have some burning questions, so let me hear them. I'm going into coach mode. Okay, so I dissolved a membership that I had uh, called Workshop Teacher School. So I ran that membership for two years, maybe three, I can't remember, and Every month, uh, it costs $25 a month. And I provided units, workshop units to workshop teachers, right? And I have a year's worth of curriculum. I have two courses, all on Kajabi. And I, uh, I decided to dissolve it or just stop it. And I emailed everyone and I basically said, you know, if you've paid $370 total, you have access to everything for life. I'm no longer charging you a monthly fee for this because I had it for so long. And so many people had been paying me for so many years. 
um, that I just, and, and also workshop is out right now in education, right? It's one of those situations where, uh, I mean, I don't think, I really do think that workshop has some really, really, it's the most engaging way I've ever found to teach um, any, you know, it's the most engaging curriculum I've ever found. I don't know about you, Jess, but workshop to me, and it's also super simple to plan and everything. So I still feel passionately about the workshop method, but I also see the many problems with it in terms of like equity, you know, and, and it often works for kids who already know how to write and already know how to read. And the kids who, who struggle with reading and writing, it's not the best way to teach. Right. Um, and that's kind of what we're learning through the science of reading and all of that, the things that we're learning about the importance of direct instruction and background knowledge. Okay. So I've, I've really accumulated a lot of, of knowledge about equity and why workshop isn't the most equitable method of teaching. Right. Um, and so because of that, I've had to rebrand, you know, and I've had to kind of pivot and it's been hard and I've been losing money because now I don't have recurring revenue from my membership. Uh, but I'm thinking about launching another membership and I also changed my podcast name. So it used to be called the Workshop Teacher Podcast. Now it's called Empower Students Now, a podcast about equity, neurodiversity, mindfulness, and engagement. And so those were kind of like the top topics, subjects that I was, that I want to help teachers with. So my question is, how should I, I mean, all of my materials that I made could help teachers with becoming more equitable in their in their teaching practices, um, engaging their students, but it's all still workshop materials that live in the in my library, right? So how the heck do I shift? <laughs> That's what I, you know, like what do I do? Like, and I'm wondering if, I mean, I kind of know the answer to my question already but I'm curious what you, what you think, like, um, launching a new membership. What do you think? Like, what is your experience with memberships? And do you think they should include a community aspect or do you think teachers are more interested in just the curriculum? Um, so what is the community aspect in a membership? What do you offer to the community? Do you offer like weekly chats? Do you offer Facebook group? Like, what do they get? Like, how is it different than just having all the curriculum stored in like a warehouse? Yeah. So when I had my membership a couple of years ago or a year ago, it was monthly meetings. We would have monthly Zoom calls. Um, and so I would have teachers come and sometimes it was the same teachers every month. Um, and sometimes it was new people coming in. But I think the most that ever came, I mean, I had... I think 120 members, like, uh, at, when it was at like the most, um, people, I mean, people come and go, right. Maybe it was 150. I don't remember, but the monthly things 
only maybe three or four people would show up. And so that's why it kind of got a little bit like, do they really want this? You know? And so I think part of me answering this question is I need to talk to people, you know, like that, that still listen to my podcast, even after it's been rebranded, I need to find out, you know, what are people interested in um, getting from me, you know, and, and what would they want help with from me? Right. Cause my podcast has been around for a while. Well, I mean, I think you could ask people, right. But the people that you've attracted, they already knew what they wanted. That's why they signed up to, you know, be with you. Right. They already knew what they wanted. There's nothing new that you could really invent for them because they already had been a, a member. Right. And so like, we're looking at like attracting new members or are you looking at like, like re like, do you want the old members to rejoin or do you want new people to join this? I mean, that's a great question. And you're demonstrating that you're an amazing coach because you're listening and asking questions. And I feel like that is like the key to coaching, right? Um, from what I've read. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question. I think both, you know, I think there's people that follow me, I'm pretty sure I have a hundred super fans. Um, I know that because of my podcast statistics. So I know that there are a hundred engaged listeners, right? Like a hundred people are listening every week, every time I put an episode out and all of my episodes recently have been about equity. I mean, I probably have, I don't know, six months worth of, of content about equity, about social justice. So I know people are still following me. Um, So yeah, I mean, I'm pivoting. I'm pivoting from like being all workshop focused to being more focused on equity um, and engagement always. It's always been about engaging students. So I mean, I think that's the main problem that I'm solving for teachers because I know that a lot of teachers are struggling with disengagement. Um, but maybe I'm chasing too many rabbits. <laughs> Am I chasing too many rabbits? Chasing equity, engagement, neurodiversity, mindfulness. You know what I mean? Like, that seems like a lot. Like, I'm attracting a teacher who's interested in all those topics. Well, yeah, I mean, I think, so what I'm hearing is that I keep hearing the same words coming from you. And some of the words, some of the words they also had to do with your workshop lessons. Yeah. One word you kept repeating for workshop and empowering students, engagement, right? That is your unifying word, engagement. You create engaging lessons. And so I think like, and what does engaging really mean? It means they're fun. Yeah. You create fun and engaging lessons. And, you know, you've even said like, well, I know we've had a little debate about workshop a really long time ago and something that I always felt about workshop is it's very boring, but you found a way to insert fun into workshop and everything you make, there are these elements of fun, right? Like you've taken something boring, like workshop, the most boring program on the planet 
And you made it very fun with your creativity and your ideas because you like being in front of a class and ha- like having fun with them. That is what that is your special gift is that you bring the fun into any- you. True. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was thinking like when you're talking, I'm like, okay, so like you're worried about not reaching you know, the, the old, like you don't want to do the workshop anymore, but all of your products have to do with workshop, but do they have to do with workshop or do they have to do with fun? I mean, is it just kind of like, kind of like shifting that verbiage a little bit away from workshop and towards engagement? So yeah, you are doing workshop uh, formats, but they're engaging and fun. So, and I feel like engaging and fun reaches every audience. Like it does reach, um, it does include, um, it's, it's equitable because when something's fun, it's equitable for all. Like if you can have fun with one person and, but like, I understand what you're saying is like some of the strategies and workshop don't really work if you're not really good at reading and writing. So my thoughts were kind of like, is there any way to add components to your current materials that would address equity issues to just so you know, in your heart that you've done everything possible to make these things equitable. And then you can put it out there as like this equitable, engaging, fun, one year long ELA curriculum. And I just feel like there's so many people that would be interested in it. It could be your former, your former um, members. It could be new members. I was thinking while you were talking, it could be homeschool. Like, I know you're kind of getting into like the whole homeschool world. I mean, I know that you write your lesson plans so complete and thorough that a homeschooling parent could follow them. Yeah. So like homeschool market, um, private schools, like I know like public schools are stepping away from workshop models, but are private schools leaning into them because they actually do work and create better writers and people want to get into good colleges. I mean, private school market, homeschool market. I, I see a lot of markets for this still, you know? So, I mean, I think that you're worried that if you kind of switch and pivot from the word workshop, that you're going to be like losing people. But I think you're going to be gaining people because like, I would just take that workshop word out and just put engaging and fun ELA lessons. And maybe you can find a way to insert, I know you've already done a ton of research on this, on how to make workshop more equitable can you kind of, or maybe you've already done it, like, can you insert some activities and things that would help those struggling with reading and writing? Like, I know you could insert some tips and tricks or resources that could help the teacher, like, close those gaps a little bit. So it's, you know, engaging and fun for all. Yes, this has been so helpful. Um, I feel like I'm going to watch this again. Because, yeah, you're, I already have. You're right. I mean, I've gone through all of my units and found the parts that um, maybe weren't so equitable. Uh, So for example, just like the mentor text, the topics that I talk about in my lessons, like skiing, that's not something that people have background about. And it's kind of a white lady's kind of hobby. So I changed that unit, you know, I changed, I I have done a lot to change it and look at it through an equity lens. Um, I think, yeah, I think really this comes down to copy, my copy, you know, and like shifting 
my copy. And also, I don't know, like, what do you think about this? Do you think that teachers have time for a community? Do you know what I mean? Like teachers who are working full time, do you think they're looking for a community to join so that they have other teachers who have similar values as them to talk to? No, and especially not ELA teachers because ELA teachers spend the most time grading. I know. So much time grading, so much time working. I think what they want is what you have. They want an easy curriculum that's fun and engaging. Here you go. It's all done for you. Like you're a first year teacher or maybe you're a 15th year teacher and you just like, you've been trying different things. Maybe you switch schools and oh, this school doesn't have an ELA canned program. So what am I going to get? I'm going to get Amanda right now's one year long ELA engagement program. Yes. This is (laughs) going to be all the lessons I need for a whole year sign me up. I mean, I think that the kind of teacher that I think you're going to draw in is just like want something different, fun, engaging, equitable. And what they're looking for is not necessarily a connection from other people, but they're looking for the, the content and maybe a connection to you because you're the one, like some sort of connection, like a personal. And I think you, you do so good in your emails, sending those personal connections to people through your emails Like I've gotten your emails. I'm on your email list. Like you do a really good job connecting with the reader. So I think that that's personal enough. Like, I don't think that your people are necessarily going to need a Facebook group right away or something like that, like a community chat. But I think just having access to you and knowing like, how could I ask her a question or maybe you know, could you have like office hours or something like where people could come and ask you about things, or maybe they even pay you for your time to help them with things. I mean, consulting them. I mean, this is how I see, like, I think you're the selling point, you know, like you're the community. And I mean, yeah, people love to bounce ideas off of other people. I'm just trying to imagine who would buy this, who would be, because if you're in a school, where you don't really need this because they're telling you what to teach and how to teach it, right? Can curriculum school, you're probably not going to buy this. So I'm seeing a lot of people out there that are like, oh, they're not telling me like, I have no curriculum. I need curriculum. I need something to teach that's fun and engaging. And I don't know, like, do are those people looking to connect with other people or do they just want like your genius? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and all my stuff is editable. And I think that's really so crazy. like yeah. the assessment tools. And I kind of teach people how to like an assessment cycle. Yeah. You, this is so helpful, Jess. I feel like we should wrap this episode up and have another episode where I'm coaching you. Okay. If you think up. it could be another episode. Sure. I think it could because you've given me so many helpful ideas. And I think this can be helpful to listeners who are rebranding or who are pivoting or who are thinking about developing a membership. And it's like, is my membership a community or is it my curriculum? And I think you, I think you're right. Like my hunch is that teachers are too busy for some sort of community about their teachers. ELA teachers have the most work, right? Mm -hmm. ELA teachers so hard, so Mm -hmm. hard to be an ELA teacher. I don't know how they do it. I don't either. Okay. <laughs> Toodles. Toodles. Bye, bye.
Thanks for listening to this extremely serious episode brought to you by some truly wacky teacherpreneurs. Visit our website, wackyteacherpreneurs.com to get more support growing your business. Please leave us a five-star review. And remember, if you share this podcast with 10 other people, you'll have good luck forever. Bow, 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 b